Thank you, everyone. My name is Jay Lee, the financial markets partner based in Simmons Hong Kong office. I am today joined by my colleague, Eric Chen. Eric, can you please briefly introduce yourself? Sure. I am a consultant in the dispute resolution group uh, based in Hong Kong. Thank you, Eric. In Hong Kong and PLC, we expect to see more debt covenant breaches and payment default issues to emerge this year and in the coming years as well than the previous two years. This is what we hear from the markets as well. In this respect, there have been very important case developments regarding KIP LDs in Hong Kong and PLC, and it is what we want to cover today. Recently, the PRC court has recognized and enforced a Hong Kong default judgment relating to a breach of KIPL deed, which was governed by English laws. This is a very welcomed decision, which should enhance the confidence of bondholders in relying on KIPL deeds as a form of credit enhancement. However, it is also important to recognize the context and limitations of the decision. KPL deeds are a common and popular form of credit enhancement used by PRC companies to facilitate the issuance of official bonds by their subsidiary companies. According to S&P Global Ratings, as of 2nd September 2020, about 15% of the existing overseas bonds of Chinese-funded enterprises use the KPL deed, involving around 93 US dollar billions of bonds issued mostly between 2016 and 2017, and generally maturing in the coming 36 months. Under a typical KPL deed, the unsure parent company usually undertakes to ensure that its official subsidy issuer remains solvent and has a sufficient liquidity to pay the interest and principal of the bonds. KPL deeds usually also contain a provision expressly stating that they do not constitute a guarantee. The KPL structure is often adopted as a device to handle the difficulties posed by PRC regulatory requirements on guarantees provided by PRC companies to official entities. As such, there are concerns that KPL structure might not be upheld in the PLC as a matter of public policy. This concern was highlighted in the PUFG case. Eric, can you please elaborate PUFG case in this respect? Yes, so in the Peking University Funder Group or PUFG case, a Chinese bank made a petition to the Beijing court to reorganize PUFG. The court granted the petition and a bankruptcy administrator was appointed. PEFG's creditors were then invited to submit the claims to the administrator and a bondholder submitted its claim against PEFG based on a keep well did. So, so far so good. Um, but the bondholder's claim under the keep well did was rejected by the bankruptcy administrator of PEFG. Uh, on the ground that the validity and effectiveness of Kipwell arrangements 
uh, have not been established in the PRC. This is so notwithstanding that the Kipwell deed in question was in fact governed by English law. The administrator decision has cast significant doubts concerning the validity and enforceability of Kipwell arrangements, uh, at least under the PRC restructuring process. Thank you, Eric. But there has been another case which may be a bit contradictory to PFG case called CFC case. Can you explain this case as well? Yes, so more recently, uh, in late 2020, the Shanghai Financial Court recognized a default judgment issued by the Hong Kong High Court against another company called CEFC in relation to a claim alleging breach of a Kipwell deed. Now, in this case, CEFC, uh, which is a PRC company, entered into a Kipwell deed to support the issuance of offshore bonds by subsidiary. The Kipwell did states that CEFC would bear legal responsibility if the BOA fails to perform its obligations under the Kipwell did. And that's a fairly standard uh, provision. Uh, the Kipwell did in the CEFC case is governed by English law and provides that Hong Kong courts have exclusive jurisdiction to adjudicate disputes. The issuer defaulted and the bondholder filed a claim in Hong Kong against CEFC for breach of the Kipwell deed. The bondholder subsequently obtained a monetary default judgment in Hong Kong. Now, as CEFC did not make any payment pursuant to the default judgment, the, bond the bondholder then applied to the Shanghai Financial Court for recognition and enforcement of the Hong Kong default judgment under the reciprocal recognition arrangement in place between the PRC and Hong Kong. The Shanghai Financial Court held that the Kipwell deed in question was not governed by PRC law and therefore the validity of the Kipwell deed under PRC law was not a relevant consideration. The Shanghai Financial Court then decided to recognize the Hong Kong default judgment under the arrangement Thank you, Eric. Looking at these two a little bit different cases, my observations are, for example, number one, it appears that PRC courts have more leeway to recognize foreign judgments relating to enforcement of KPLDs governed by a foreign law, not by PRC law, as demonstrated by the CEFC decision. However, where the PRC insolvency and restructuring regime is engaged, there still exist considerable uncertainties regarding the validity and enforceability of KPL deeds in the PRC, as highlighted by the PUFG case. On the PRC laws, there is no precedent system, so it is not certain that future PRC court decisions will necessarily follow the reasoning of the CFC decision. Number two, to maximize the chances of enforcement to the extent permitted by laws, bondholders should ensure that the KPL deed is governed by a foreign law, not by PIC laws, and provides for dispatch to be adjudicated in a foreign jurisdiction. Hi, Eric, can you share your other observations on these two cases? 
From a dispute resolution perspective, the uh, following points are also uh, of some importance. First, not all judgments made by courts in foreign jurisdictions can be recognized and enforced in the PRC. Now, only judgments made by courts in jurisdictions which have reciprocal arrangements or treaty with the PRC may be recognized uh, and enforced in the PRC. So that limits the pool of judgment that may be recognized uh, in the PRC. Second, if bondholders wish to submit dispute to the Hong Kong court and then enforce any judgment in their favor in the PRC, they must ensure that the requirements imposed by the reciprocal recognition arrangement are complied with, including, most importantly, stipulating in the Kipwell agreement that Hong Kong courts have exclusive jurisdiction to deal with any disputes. Be aware also that only monetary judgments could be enforced under the arrangement. Third and lastly, bondholders should check with the legal advisors to make sure that the obligations under the Kipwell deeds are in fact legally enforceable under the chosen foreign governing law. The CEFC case, you must remember, relates to the enforcement of a default judgment, which means that the Hong Kong court did not actually determine the substantive merits of the case prior to granting um, that judgment. Um, taking heed of the above matter will improve a bondholder's chances of successfully enforcing a Kipwell deed uh, issued by an onshore company. <laughs>